This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio show for Monday, the 1st of March 2021. We acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris and Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio. We're a weekly program about cycling and related transport issues coming to you from 3CR Community Radio in Narama or Melbourne, Australia. And yeah, my name's Chris. On today's show, I'm going to be chatting to Bromlin from a uh, local artist project called Hidden in Plain Sight. And we were going to be talking about, well, getting your contributions towards a project to do with lockdown. We had almost, I think, all up Oh, how many days last year? 250 days and uh, of lockdown in its various permutations. And how did you experience? What did you find? What were your observations and how did you just basically survive? Well, we'll be talking about that because Bromlin and, and people at the uh, EPA, which is the uh, Environmental Artist uh, Project, I should get that correct, want to know and want your... Uh, Want your feedback. Also, I'm going to be talking to Liz Kim. Uh, I'm going to be talking to Liz about uh, Let's Ride Melbourne, which is a joint thing between the RACV and a couple of Melbourne councils, including Yarra Council. And she's the RACV General Mobility or General Manager of Mobility. Now, before I get into the show properly, I'm going to talk about a little bit about uh, Southbank because the police are doing yet another fine blitz down there. Now, to just give a bit of an overview of why this is such a touch point. Well, go back almost a couple of decades and when South Bank was being redeveloped, it was originally advocated for as a space for, you know, as a shared path. It was a part of the Capital City Trail and it still is part of the Capital City Trail. And as you would know, with South Bank, there's been a phenomenal amount of commercial development in the last... Ooh, since the late 80s up to now, it's all kind of a completely different use to pe- compared to what it was initially purported to be, which is, you know, part of the Capital City Trail, which goes in a great sweeping arc around inner city of Melbourne. Now, I'm not going to sit here and argue the relative merits of finding people or not or riding at 10 kilometres an hour, but uh, the overall issue is it's a infrastructure uh, issue, not a user issue. And it's something that uh, is being talked about at great length for a long time about, you know, getting people riding onto the north bank of the Yarra instead or getting people around to the newer part of uh, some of the infrastructure that City of Melbourne are doing around South Bank Boulevard. But there's still issues there. And, yeah, the uh, thing of too much use in one area and it's well overdue that the... Uh, 
conflict down there was sorted out as an infrastructure issue instead of an end user thing. Because, you know, people who ride bikes are the ones who are being asked to do change their behaviour when it's been part of the Capital City Trail for a long time. And I'm not uh, trying to say that, you know, ride at 35, 40k an hour down there amongst um, lots of mingling pedestrians. No, that's not it whatsoever. It's changed use and I think the uh, land authorities down there and the property managers and the rest of it should come to a better understanding of what the actual issue is and, you know, invariably people make complaints and the police get called in and every little while we get these so-called blitzes and things get said in the media and everyone goes for these outlier examples, oh, I saw this or that happened or these people shouldn't be here, blah de blah de blah 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 Anyway, again... It's an infrastructure issue, not an end-user issue. That's enough of me on my little soapbox. If I get enough time, I'll do some news and events, but I've got a pretty chocker show. And after the break, I'm going to be chatting to Liz Kim, uh, General Manager of Mobility at RACV, about Let's Ride Melbourne. As we come marching, marching, women Hi, this is Renata from the IWD Collective. We're calling feminists of all genders and feminist allies. March 8th is International Women's Day and this year it's special as it's also Labor Day in Victoria and a public holiday. This year's rally in March will kick off at 2 p.m. at the steps of Parliament House and then we'll make our way through the CBD to the State Library. Come early and be part of a momentous event. There will also be a limited after-party at the Queen Victoria Women's Centre. See you there. A 3CR supporter. As we go marching, marching, we're standing proud and tall. The rising of the women means the rising of us all. You're listening to Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR. And today I've got Liz from the RACV talking about Let's Ride Melbourne, which is a new combined project with the RACV, Good Cycles and a couple of Melbourne councils. Liz. Yes, hi. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Yeah, it's it's interesting because, you know, we've got the rollout of uh, pop-up lanes. We've got, you know... Uh, interest in or substantial interest in people riding for transport and this yes. new um, initiative has come out. And you kind of, can you explain a little bit how it began? Or Absolutely, yes. I think really what we're seeing, um, one of the good things that I think came out of um, COVID was actually the increase in people starting to uh, ride their bikes again. So whether it be people that regularly rode and rode more or people that actually just dusted off their old bikes from the shed, brought them out again and hopped on them again, or even people, you know, heading off to the bike store to buy their bikes. But all in all, what that has meant is that more and more people um, got to experience the joys of riding um, while we're all locked down. Um, And then coming out of that, as we think about, um, you know, what transport will look like for Melbourne once more and more people are returning to their places of work. Um, you know, there are different directions in which that can go, but and we see some people um, sort of deciding to buy a second-hand car 
so choosing to take that way of getting to work. Um, and, you know, the last thing that we want in all of this is for more and more people to choose to to ride their, uh, drive their cars and cause more congestion on the roads. Um, and so what we do want to do is encourage more bike ridership for the many different benefits there are um, of bike riding. You know, the health benefits. And, oh, in fact, I don't need to say it on this program, do I? I think everyone oh, on this yeah. program would be more than familiar with the benefits. The health benefits is one that's brought out with cycling, but I say it's more um, a measure of joy and happiness too. And also, it's a very easy option if the trans, yeah. if the infrastructure and the attitudes are right. Now, with the actual Let's Ride Melbourne initiative, what are you providing? Because this is very interesting coming from the RACV. You've actually been very supportive of you know cycling over probably the last decade or so. But what is this kind of delivering or supplying or giving to yeah, people? Yeah. Well, Let's Ride Melbourne is a, quite a broad program. So it spans a range of different components, one piece being the Let's Ride Melbourne website, um, which is really um, a place where you can get a whole range of information um, on bike riding. So the program itself is, um, it caters for a range of different types of riders, but in particular, we wanted to support and, and encourage cautious and infrequent riders to be able to have the confidence to ride more regularly. So on the website, there are articles around, um, you know, how to get started, how to choose a bike, you know, road rules, um, you know, how to think about planning your first commute um, on your bike. So a lot of um, sort of how-tos and get getting started type um, content. But in addition, we also have um, uh, some pointing to other tools. So for example, there's the Erevo Bike Journey Planner. Uh, in, what that is, is um, so we developed a, um, a, a journey planning app called Erevo. And within that, we've, um, we've developed a Bike, a journey planner that's specific for bike trips. Um, and what that has on it is it has, uh, it uh, shows you the different types of bike trails or paths or lanes um, that, um, that you might choose to go down depending on the, um, you know, the amount of time you have, the level of confidence you have, you know, where, and it articulates whether the lane is a off, um, off road or if it's, you know, a protected bike lane. Um, and so, uh, and all those other different types of, um, you know, uh, configurations as well. Mm. Um, so the idea being someone who might be less confident can choose the, the way that looks like it's, you know, the safest or the sort of um, least busy way to get to their destination. Um, so that's been um, something that we've got some really great feedback on. Another component is the RACV Summer Bike Assist. So what we're doing is offering to all Melbournians the opportunity to take up uh, Bike Assist um, over the summer for free. Um, this entitles you to one call out over the period up until um, the 18th of April. Um, and what that means is that if you break down, if you you know get a flat tire, if you have a little an accident, so not a serious accident where you need to be taken off in an ambulance, but you know you're just a little bit injured and you can't quite ride home, um, then the RACV will come and either fix your bike 
or um, uh, send you home in a maxi taxi with you and your bike. Um, Do you have to be an RACV member for that, though? No, you don't. We're offering it to all Melburnians, really Mm. to help encourage, as I said, those more cautious and uh, infrequent riders to have that safety net where they think, oh, I want to try riding out there, but I don't know if I'm going to quite make it. I might be too exhausted. Um, Or what happens if, you know, something like I have an accident, you know, what, what would I do? So having that additional safety net of the access to uh, the summer bike assist will hopefully um, encourage people to have that confidence to get out and just um, try try riding and going a slightly longer distance than they otherwise might um, yeah. might have. Because I'm just looking at, uh, I've just got the app open now, and it's, you, know, you run the data off Mapbox. So you've got yes. offers and discounts, parking, you know, if, if people are kind of, you know, doing a bit of a mode shift from car to bike, petrol mm-hmm. prices, a Mikey mm-hmm. top-up, trip planner and bike map. So that's, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's it's basic, but it's, it's interesting because it's, as you said, it's for new and intending and cautious riders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I'm also got to bring up the fact that you are working in collaboration with Good Cycles and you're doing um, uh, bike workshops with the three councils. Yes, absolutely. So this is, again, um, helping those uh, less confident riders um, to get some basic uh, bike skills. So bike maintenance, bike uh, road rules, and then actually getting out on the streets of those local councils, the city of Melbourne, Yarra and Port Phillip um, and getting some confidence riding out on the street and getting some guidance from the, um, the workshop leader. Um, and, uh, you know, I think they've already proven over just, you know, a, a week or so, they've already proven to be very popular. Um, we're getting some good traction with people wanting to sign up. Um, so that's something we're really super excited about. Um and, of course, Good Cycles are the ones that are running that program. Yeah, and you've run it in with e-gift cards as well. There's a whole bunch range of offers here for commercial stuff. Of You can get 10% off uh, parts and accessories and bike servicing at Good Cycles. And then yes. all the corporate stuff of, you know, Sunglass Heart and Go go Catch <laughs> and all that sort of stuff yes. and barbecues galore. But, you know, yeah, people... Over, you know, we listen to the show have uh, different interests and likes. But, yeah, it's it's... it's I'm just kind of noodling around the app. It's it's a fairly interesting, it's basic, but I think, as you said, it's intended for a different type of rider who may be an established commuter or a roadie or someone who rides for a different reason, but even they could get something out of it, I reckon. Yeah, that's right. I mean, um, so the Arevo app that um, you're exploring at the moment is mm. a multimodal journey planner, which means that, you know, it's there for people that want to get public transport or ride their bikes or walk or, you know, uh, choosing from a range of different ways of um, travelling. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is something in there for everyone. And the other thing to note is that it's something that, I mean, we only really launched the bike journey planner in December and we're planning to constantly enhance it and looking for feedback from um, a range of different bike riders to make it more useful to um, all types of bike riders. Mm. So in particularly for this program, the Let's Ride Melbourne program, because this program itself is really to encourage more people to ride and to ride for transport, um, the emphasis um, to begin with 
has been to support those cautious and infrequent riders um, and help them to become more uh, frequent riders and more confident riders. Um, but we're going to be constantly uh, updating this web uh, the, the, the app mm-hmm. to ensure that we're you know helping um, our users to find the best ways of getting around Melbourne, and that usually is a combination of those different modes. Good. And uh, you've got the workshops coming up next. So um, how can people find out more? Um, website, app, what's the um, general instructions yep. to find out more? Uh, to go to the Let's Ride Melbourne website. Um, so that uh, is letsride.melbourne.vic.gov.au. Excellent. And there's also the uh, off that you can get, find the app and that's also available what, that's on... Right. Um, Oh, probably um, both both versions, um, Apple and uh, Android? Yes, Apple and Android on the App Store and uh, on Google Play. Yeah. But, um, so, yep, you can find a range of... And you can even sign up for free summer bike assist and the workshops on that Let's Ride Melbourne website. Yeah. Um, so there's a range of resources there. So, like, yeah, the first uh, workshops this weekend, Saturday 6th of March, and that's going to be uh, City of Melbourne and Good Cycles. And there's another one on the 10th, and that's down at uh, the library at the, the dock at um, Harbour Promenade. And then the after that's another two from City of Yarra um, and Good Cycles on Saturday the 13th of March and the 14th of March. And right. City of Port Phillip and Good Cycles, and there's two sessions there for the 17th and the 18th. Well, thank you for a uh, chat today. It's been quite informative. It's interesting to see you know, this sort of different um, support for cycling come on, especially for new and intending. Yes, absolutely, and we're thrilled to be uh, able to support um, just the range of different ways that Melbournians choose to get around, and in particular, bike riding. Thank you so Thanks much for having me yeah. on your show. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Now here's something different. The Heatherdale Bowls Club in Mitcham is offering tuition with equipment supplied for singles, couples and all family members to learn the game. You can play whether you are 9 or 90. It's fun and it's free. They are located in Heatherdale Road, Mitcham, just up from the Manhattan Hotel in a picturesque parkland area. Their website is hrbc.org.au or just ring Elise on 0409 258 645. That's 0409 258 645. A 3CR My name's Bronwyn, Bronwyn Kamaz, and I am a member of the EPA, which stands for the Environmental Performance Authority. We're a Melbourne-based performing arts group. And you're doing something, a really interesting, kind of like a memory sort of project about lockdown. I'll tell you a bit about it. So it's called Hidden in Plain Sight. And we were thinking about how during lockdown, you'd only have an hour or so to get out and everything was quiet and different and unusual. And we were wondering what sort of places people found and what did people notice in their experience? 
And so far we've gathered lots of um, information and data, talked to a lot of people. And what's been stunning is that while there have been a few interesting places, mostly they were really ordinary places, but people's perception of them had changed quite dramatically during lockdown. Okay, and you're looking for uh, people's recollections and, and things they still could be doing while they were riding around on their bikes within that 5k one hour thing we had during that really interesting time in 2020. That's right, absolutely. So we've spoken to a lot of uh, people about their sort of walking experiences or, or jogging or however, but um, we've been working with Faith and we actually met up with her and went for a ride we faced yesterday around Alfington. And so we're now really interested in hearing from the cyclist's perspective because it's a very different way of moving and experiencing through space and through the suburbs. And so we're really interested in hearing um, cyclist stories about being in lockdown and only having an hour or so to move through their suburbs. Yeah, because as we know in the inner suburbs, we're pushed for... Yeah, you know, space, but but not mm. for activities because there's so much here. But that, as you said, that was a very compressed time. But and on another point, it was relaxed on another level, and it's it was one of the stranger times that I can remember. But in you know, in Melbourne for thirty years, my being mm. here, other people could have similar things. They come to it like they've never experienced something like that before, mm. and how yeah. they kind of engaged with what was in their suburb absolutely uh, the sort of dystopic apocalyptic quietness or how everyone gathered in like the waterways and that it was you know almost crowded along yeah. you know the creeks and waterways yeah because i found uh, yeah. yeah everyone comes up with a different thing because i thought it was like a bit of a time out period after um the bushfire summer from hell um, other people, yeah. pe- other people may regard it as something completely different. Like if, um, you know, you've your working environment, your school, all that sort of stuff has been absolutely disrupted by this enforced quiet, and you have to find ways to look after yourself and get out of the house. Yes, and and the other thing we we sort of heard only yesterday is that the five k radius, which is you know sort of enough for a walker is not a very big stretch of um, geography for someone on a bike where they can travel so much further and we're really interested to hear how that containment um, affected people who cycle. So you're after people's uh, perceptions and their anecdotes and and what sort of way would you be recording these? what Uh, What format? Yeah, so um, we have a, a Facebook page and an email and we're interested in gathering any format that people wish to contribute. So a simple story, you know, hi, my name's Blur and I really experienced this. Or, I mean, maybe it's a drawing or a poem or a photo, uh, anything. Okay. Yeah, they could drop you an email or people could have like something they've already done, like they've had an Instagram post or mm-hmm. some audio visual sort of stuff something off social media they could link 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, anything they have to share of their experience of cycling in lockdown. <laughs> so grateful. Yeah, because it's a thing like I don't know if a lot of people who got on their smart trainers and did it that way, but again, we try to look at it an equitable thing of there's a lot of people who suffered great financial pressure and that's not an option to get a smart trainer for your bike but um you had to get out and find something to look after yourself and you know self-care yes that we we spent a lot of the stories we've been told are around self-care and finding ways to care for oneself that that they had no experience before or found before yeah Earth Greetings have been making sustainable beautiful since 2003. Their 100% recycled cards, plastic-free stationery and earth-friendly gifts are made in Australia with the lightest possible planetary footprint. Shop online at earthgreetings.com.au or at one of over 500 stockists Australia-wide. Earth Greetings is a 3CR supporter. So what's the parameters for um, story collection and then how can people get in contact with you at Timeline and upcoming events? So our performance, so our sort of, you know, we're we're gathering data the whole time and feeding it in. So we've already, you know, found our site. So we're actually going to focus on Alphington because it seems to have all of the things in it and then use all the experience we've gathered elsewhere in the city of Yarra because, um, yes, the project's funded by the city of Yarra and we're um, gathering our experience from there. And um, so all of everyone's experiences will be sort of re-emerge in, on this Alphington site around the Yarra and the parklands there. And our performances or our ex- experiences will be on March 27th and 28th. Mm-hmm. So not not far away, and we're interested in hearing people's stories up to those dates or even beyond. Okay. It's all information and it's all materials. Fascinating and part of our research. So with site-specific performances, you'll have like a venue or a meeting spot that you'll advertise via um, your Facebook page. That's right. We will. Um, we haven't finalised the journey yet, uh, but we will use our Facebook page and an email out. So if people send us information by email, we'll maybe send them an advert and ask if it's okay if they pass that on. Yes. Okay. That's definitely and our Facebook page. Yeah. And your email is for people who want to get in touch? Certainly. So it's EPA performance, one word, at gmail.com. And you also got the ubiquitous Facebook page. It seems like Facebook is uh, talking to everyone yep. now and we're all friends again. <laughs> That's right. So Facebook is the same. It's EPA Performance, one word. We're just really excited to uh, meet some people in the Yarra community and take them on an experiential journey. We're really excited about finding you know, really small, fine, tiny experiences. Like maybe just I noticed the sounds that my wheels made as I rode over a particular path uh, during lockdown. So sort of 
the experience can be as tiny as that, and they're the kinds of things that really interest us in our work. Yeah, and I dare I say, I reckon this is a very important local project because this is that there was a time period, stage three, stage four, and subsequent mm. things, was something people will look back as a something very important in their lives. So I think it's I think it's a real defining moment for Melbourne and people in uh, Victoria. I think so. Yeah, and I yeah. think it, you know just off the top of my head, I think these projects, especially you know, stuff like what you're doing, are f- vital. Because it wasn't an ephemeral moment, actually. It was a very p- pivotal turning point in a lot of people's lives. Yes, it certainly has been. I've, I've noticed a lot of changes in uh, how people um, treat one another, greet one another, how they are. And you know, this is, the impact is going to go for many years. And so being able to explore it in this way that's healthy and sensitive and thoughtful will be really good for the community. I'm Tash Sultana and you are listening to 3CR. Please subscribe. Do yourselves a massive favour. Thank you very much. Thank you to Liz and Bromlin being today's guests on Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. I've run out of time. About oh, Just a quick uh, thing that, that this Sunday that uh, Morlinbug are having Wonder Women International Women's Day ride and that's going to be at 2pm at 1 Champ Street in Coburg this Sunday and uh, I'll put some more details up for that. Also next week, next Monday will be a day of special programming for International Women's Day in Yarrabosque Users Group. We're having a little break. Sorry about that but you know these things are important. Don't forget that I'll put the podcast up Um, as soon as I can and that 3CR relies upon the subscriptions and donations of our wonderful listeners so go to 3cr.org.au and look for the subscribe or donate option that's all I've got time for up next should be Shebop followed by Black Rock would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Vacro's Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.